0: I'll see you
1: Welcome to another episode of iBuzz, the animal care and welfare podcast by Animal Concepts and the Practical Animal Welfare Science, the PAUSE platform. I'm your host, Sabrina Brando, and today I am delighted to welcome Dr. of Veterinary Medicine, Brice Lefeau, who is the director of Parc Geologique and Botanique de Moulouse in France, a secretary, the Gibbon Tag Chair, and an IUCN PSG member. Welcome, Brice.
0: Thank you. <laughs> I'm very yes. pleased to be here. Yeah.
1: Looking forward to our chat. It's been a few years that we have met in person, but you continue with your team to do welfare work, conservation work. And in your free time, you also found time, among many other things, to write a book. So I'm very much looking forward. And we always like to kick off a podcast with um, a story, like an early story of you perhaps connecting with an animal. So perhaps you could share that with us.
0: Yes, yes. Well, my first very, very early experience, and I remember because I think it's the basis of my life, is that I had a, a pet dog called Lily. Um, she, she almost uh, uh, were born the same year and we, we, we have been raised together. So uh, for me, Lily was like a sister and uh, uh, we, we shared almost everything from bed to food sometimes, but I do remember the, the rides where we are doing in the outside, and uh, and I think that the, the my 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 very deep will to to take care of animal and wildlife is coming from from there. For me, there is no differences between this um, wonderful dog and and, and myself. We were the same. We were just living beings. So yes, I think that uh, this is very my, my first one, and I I could say that uh, my. Other uh, very positive experience with animals is a uh, in a wild animal park, when we were driving in a, in a safari and there were some monkeys on the car. And I do realize that um, at that time, I was very young, I think around four year or five years old, I don't remember exactly. But at that time, I, re- I realized that the, the, the monkeys were like us, uh, discussing about oh uh, we are going to destroy the the car you know um, where to piece on the car in, in the right place to, to have it so it was uh, for me um, um, two, two, the, the two basic experiences um, that make me in love with animals and uh, in wildlife in general so nature I think yeah,
1: yeah it's wonderful and Almost everybody on the podcast has some sort of connection with a lot of them with pets and some of them indeed also with wild animals, whether in a safari park or a zoo or, you know, just urban wildlife or travel. So, um, yeah, it's, it's just wonderful. And, you know, it's so important also to this recognition, especially also at, an, at a younger age, because like part of your work is very much about, you know, changing minds, changing hearts, you know, for other animals, for the planet. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, in what ways can we do that? And um, and of course, for you, it was uh, something that made you ultimately study, um, you know, to become a vet. And, um, yeah. and sometimes I also feel a bit sad for vets because a lot of animals don't like vets necessarily <laughs> because they often don't see them in yeah,
0: the but. I yeah. keep my conscience for me. I know that I do my best for them. That's the- Yes, exactly, yeah.
1: exactly, yeah. And I love it how, you know, when the when, uh, care staff and veterinarians come together and, and, and you do enrichment or feeding and other fun activities, uh, which is nice for the animals, of course, to learn other things about the veterinarian. And of course, also very uh, nice for yeah. the yeah,
0: yeah, I think- Working that... together. Mm-hmm. And I think that connection is not always on, on the fact that to pet the animal. It's not touching it's not um no um, uh, it could be just spiritual a connection and uh, i do like it i do like to to go around the zoo during my 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 ceo tour or, or vet tour and and, uh, and then stop at an enclosure and, and just try to, to to understand what is happening in this enclosure and the animal is looking at me and i say we are connected that's it for me and that, that make my day you know so yeah we don't need to be Um, to to be very close or to pet the animal, I think we we can connect just uh, a distance.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. And that's a really key point because we really have to look at when is it necessary to have direct contact with the animals in our care? And then, of course, also in what ways can we observe the animals, you know, be near the animals, but uh, view them from a safe distance or a respectful distance. And this, of course, is also very true for wild animals. And, and that is certainly a concern for all of us uh, working for wildlife is, you know, people wanting uh, to be close to animals, wild animals, selfies and all those aspects. So, yeah, like yeah, yeah. you say, in what ways can we create connections with other beings without necessarily having to handle them or take pictures with them? Yeah.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, we so- have to leave and not take picture. We have to leave the moment. This is the, the most important things. Yeah, and about picture, I'm talking about in in my 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 book. I said that uh, is the like who killed, because uh, the the like on on the, the social media is um is terrific and um, is uh, just uh, increasing traffic. So yeah.
1: Absolutely. We have to
0: be very, very careful on these pictures.
1: Yeah, yeah. It can be terrifying what happens when people see, you know, you with an, with an animal without context. Or, of mm. course, you know, it can also be movies. There's many yeah. reasons why people go, oh, I want one of those animals. Yeah. And so, yeah, we have to be very, very careful with that. And I love the idea of uh, connecting with other beings on different levels, whether that's spiritual or, you know, the, the concept of the multiverse uh, today you know just exploring other beings and who they are so yeah lovely so can you talk yeah, to-
0: connected sorry we are connected yes we are we <laughs> are yeah
1: I'm I'm delighted about that and so can you talk to us a little bit how you came to like did you always wanted to be a vet or how did you roll into your studies
0: yeah I think that with this first experiences I went to vet school uh, quite um, with a lot of chance, I think, and uh, quite easily because I don't know why, but um, at school it was okay for me. And, um, and I do love to understand and to learn about uh, uh, individuals. Uh, we learn about dogs, cats, cows, horses, rabbits, but all these animals where we know from DNA to the, to the behaviors, uh, behaviors because of symptoms. So we, we have a very um, global view of an individual uh, physiology and, and how it works. And that for me was very, very special. And I, I, I do love surgery, medicine, pharmacology, because give a tool to help animal and to save individuals from disease or from, from the death. And uh, this is very important for me. I think it was my first goal in life was there how could I help and save animals? Um, and uh, vet school is very, um, um, very useful because you have a very large uh, um, uh, difference, um, um, uh, lessons on, on, on lectures on different uh, area. But my mother my, my goal and why uh, I say why, uh, why I wanted to, to, be, to be a vet is also to answer to the question, why, why the primates are different than me, the other primates. But at the same time, we're very close and why do, the birds can fly and, and not the dogs. And yes, this question why is not, a, you cannot find the answer in, in vet school. We, you can say how, but not why. You, you cannot ask why, it doesn't exist. So um, so after my vet studies, uh, um, to answer this question why, I went to uh, university to study ecology and, and especially um, conservation biology. I didn't know so much on the, at the time, it was in, in the 90s and uh, uh, conservation was a cool word. you know, you say, oh, yeah, I'm going to make some conservation, but I didn't know really what, what, what it was. And especially uh, ecology was very interesting for me because you sort the question, why? Evolution, um, uh, population and uh, genetic and dynamic, um, conservation biology, all that things uh, um, opened my mind to the other degree, the other level, it's uh, the, the, the level of the population, of the interspecific relationships, ecosystems, how it works. And, uh, and in this area, you can answer why. So it was very, for me, I think when I finished my study, it was eight years after bachelor, bachelor, the first level in the university in France. So um, I was working at the same time in private practice. To, just to, to earn money to, to eat and to... So in the same time I was working, so I was a, a vet, but uh, going on with my studies. So it makes me very, very uh, um, um, open-minded on different things. And uh, in zoos, um, I, I must admit that the first, I was not a big fan of zoos, but I met a, a, a guy, and this guy is a mentor for me today, he's uh, Pierre Gay. Uh, he was looking for a vet and um, an assistant manager. And um, when I just made a round of the of this wonderful zoo of la Fontaine, and then I, I realized that in this zoo, I could save the animal as a zoo vet. In the same time, I can save species with the ex-situ conservation and in-situ conservation actions. So um, at that moment, I get into the, the zoo world and uh it makes uh 20 21 years that i'm working as a zoo vet or yes so and i realized that you can I can be an actor I can be I can change the, I, I can change the things I can influence I can improve welfare all my generation getting in zoos 20 years ago make this big change notably in France you know it was um, 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 we were late, I think in the 90s, zoos in France were quite late in, in different areas, especially in, in closure design or in, in welfare. And, um, and we made the, this change, my generation. So I'm part of it, I'm not the only one, but what I say is that uh, I, I was, um, um, with the different posts uh, and jobs I made in zoos, I was in charge to always keep in mind that I have to improve. The things. And, uh, and so the la Fontaine is a, a biopark, I think is a, a, an example for that, is a model for, for the zoos. So it's, a, it's, a, it's, it's there that I learned to, to go on field, to at uh, the same time take care of the animal uh, on a daily basis. Very long days, <laughs> very long weeks. Um, and I learned to speak to, to visitors try to make them understand why, why we are here and why. what is the sense of these animals to be in captivity. It's not that we, we just want to see them, have the pleasure to see them. We want them to understand, to have the feeling, to have the emotion, and this emotion to to, to uh, change this emotion in action. Um, and this purpose, uh, I try to, and I, I think we succeed with the staff here in Milus. We 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 are, we change and, and we try to make exactly the same thing that in Bella Fontaine or in others, all Progressive Zoo is doing the same. Try to uh, change the emotion that the animal can give to action. Change the behavior of our visitors is my purpose since the beginning. So it's very, very strange when you go into the media or you just learn that somebody is, is, is shouting because, they, you know, we have to change but it makes 20 years that I tell it to my visitors, it make 20 years that I said that we have to change, look at your consumption. And, and, and so um, in, um, zoos are very important to change the society. The, the value of zoos is, uh, um, is, uh, is, uh, is of most important today, more than, than ever and for tomorrow. So um, um, it's one of the reason of my book, I think is, is also to place the zoo conservation, in a, in a, in, a, in, a, in the in the all the process of conservation, is not unique. is not uh, 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 is not useless, but it's not uh, the, the the main things of conservation. But it's a very very complementary approach. So, um, and 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 because I was a, a population biologist in a way, because I'm at the studio for that, I began to to be more professional in keeping the studbook and. Uh, with the uh, ESA Academy courses, um, making some genetics. Um, I was very, very, uh, I, I do love genetics and, and population dynamics. So in the same time uh, as um, with the animals, I, I go on with uh, our species conservation. And um, at a time I need to change and, and I follow, and all my, my family was big change. We come from West part of France to East part of France. And it's not to be a manager and to be a director attract me to Miluzu, Zoo, but it's because it's another step in conservation. Geopark park was the first step. Minus is another one. Minus Zoo is very involved in conservation since more than 30 years in different in situ program, ex situ program. And I think that I, I can I could at that time 10 years ago um, te- in charge of the zoo uh, I could uh, change the strategy and, and influence the strategy. And um, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm a zoo vet for one, one week uh, on two, uh, uh, one every week, yeah, one, one every weekend, when the other vet is, uh, is off and, and holidays too. So I, I, I'm, I'm uh, close to the animal, but uh, um, my main job is now today to manage finance and, uh, and people, and, but in the same sense, I want to change the things and I want to change the behavior of my visitors.
1: Yes. And it all comes together. You know, it's really, yeah. these, you know, like you talk about interconnection and, uh, yeah. and finding your why, as in why do I want to study it, but also the why from the bigger picture of, you know, the tomorrow that you talked about. And, you know, it's not for nothing that there is a, you know, there's the word motion in emotion, right? There is that wanting to um yeah Yeah. be an actor or be in and you know unfortunately the word activist has kind of taken on a little bit of a negative connotation but it's you know i think i i'm confident saying i'm an activist and you're an activist we're all actors for change right and we do that in a variety of ways we want because we want a better world for people and uh and of course for other beings so yeah that is just really wonderful and this real you know deep connection of you know, of course, caring for the animals. You, you just recently had uh, an animal welfare seminar at the zoo and you've been, you know, doing animal welfare seminars and other activities for many years. And also now, um, of course, for decades, you say you're working on conservation. So everything again, you know, you just recently posted a wonderful um, trip, you know, to, to the wetlands here in Spain. Yeah. So everything is connected. Everything that you do is connected, and and the messaging both to the staff as well as you know to the public uh, and mm-hmm. beyond. Especially now with your book, uh, you're getting international interviews and everything. So yeah. So could <laughs> you? You're my first us? one. Yeah. Well, yeah, my second one, in fact. Yeah. <laughs> could you, you tell know, us a little bit uh, about? Um, your field work before we we dive into uh, some more about the zoo and your book but tell us a little bit more about the field work you have done or you're doing in collaboration
0: yeah so uh, in in the field work um um just after one year in the zoo i I, just asked to go to on on field was my i didn't know so much about tropics and um i went to help for for below Zoo de in Minas It's a it's a zoo, wonderful zoo. and uh, I went there to in two thousand to help them to establish a, a studbook for a Brazilian studbook for spider monkey. I was in charge of the studbook for spider monkey in Europe. So I went there, and uh, but I want, I didn't want to go there without visiting uh, primates. Uh, in 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 the in the I love, I love primates. I'm a member of the French Society. French speaking society of Primatology since uh, 96. So I'm I'm one of the oldest, (laughs) uh, if not the oldest, I'm one of the older (laughs) um, um, activists in this society. Well, um, so I went to the field and I wanted uh, the pleasure and the the chance to go to Karatinga. Karatinga is uh, one of the reserve of the Muriki, Brachiateles arachnoides and uh, Karen Stryer, uh, um, a primatologist, American primatologist, were working on, on them. So I went there with, with, uh, with uh, different uh, primatologists from the University of Belo Horizonte, and uh, whoa, I had a hit on my head and I was uh, falling in love with tropical forest. This, this density of biodiversity, the, the sounds, the smell, the Feeling the, the 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 herbs on my on on my uh, on my legs and same time the, the all, all, all the leaves on my on my on my face the humidity the this is the 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 the, the source of my of my motivation today is I cannot um, stay more than two years I say two years because of the covid but um, more than two years without visiting tropical forest. For me, it's a, it's a, it's a resourcing uh, place. And um, so first, this first job was very, very hard, very emotional for me. And then at night, I, I, um, I understood, so we spent all the day to find the groups in, in the forest, so hollow monkey, um, um, uh, capuchins, um, uh, um, squirrel monkeys. And at night, we, we were just sitting, waiting for the, at the sleeping site. So. Every night, Muriki gathered there and um, we were waiting. And I didn't understand why we were waiting for so, for so long and, uh, um, and, and, and what, what are going to be the data we are going to record and for what. And then I realized that when they arrive at the sleep inside, you know, they, they make love, um, all the Muriki make love, all the group make love, but to everyone. This is the EPs, the monkey EPs. And I didn't know these traits in particular. So, for me, I was a young vet, and I, I like all the, the young students, right? <laughs> Just writing down who is, uh, I would say, "fucking with who because <laughs> it was it was the, the the purpose of this research. And um, during during this trip, um, um, I was so happy to be in the tropical forest. In the same time, so so sad and so shocked by the fact that. This tropical forest is just a, a, an Eden surrounded by pastures. There is no forest uh, uh, around, just Karachinga forest. And uh, I realized um, for the first time was deforestation was, uh, it was 40 or, or 50 years ago uh, in this area. But then it means that before on all these uh, empty hills with only some cows sometimes, it was the same forest. So, um, uh, this first experience, in the same time, uh, make me uh, fall in love with tropical forests and the field work on primatology, and the same time, call for action. It was a call for action. We have to do something. Um, it was 20 years ago. And, and every time I go on the field, for example, I don't visit tropical countries without working. I, um, I did once in, in Indonesia, but. I, um, even in Indonesia, I have a part time to be at work. I don't like to be tourists in these places. I want to be active. And uh, so I visited different forests in South America, in Africa, in Madagascar, in Indonesia, in Laos. And um, 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 all these different experiences on fields linked to zoos every time. So every time it was linked to a zoo if it's not mine, if another one. Uh, I realized all the things that have been done with the local communities, with the researchers, uh, with the government, sometimes uh, very active, uh, with the, without the governments, <laughs> not enough active, um, uh, fighting against traffic, uh, protection, education on schools and so on. And I wanted, uh, in fact, to, this field work is, is, um, is uh, feeding my motivation. And uh, and make me um, understand when I come back at zoo and I see a mur there is no muriki here but when I see capuchin after after my trip I see capuchin in zoos I say oh it's it's very sad to see them in captivity you know in fact no it is not because there are not capuchins in the wild for me zoo animals are not wild anymore they are collaborative animals they collaborate with humans they're under our care but at the same time they collaborate which Definitely, a wild animal would not do on uh, natural way. So um, it's an intermediate state, I would say, and uh, we try and we are uh, in Miluzu very careful to let the animal uh, respect the animal and the behavior and direction of the animal. But to to have field work allow me to to uh, uh, again to um, give. This, this motivation to, uh, to the staff, I think, I hope, and to the strategy of the zoo. Today, we are a, a, a conservation center in Milu zoo. So this term means something. It means because we are, we are connected with the wild. So we are not um, just an industry uh, making money. We're, we are connected with the wild. So this come from, I think, this um, very deep, as you can hear, motivation and, and love, yeah.
1: Yeah, I, I love that, and I and yeah, I remember seeing also in different places in the Amazon these what you describe, and also in Africa in different countries um, where you know you see the devastation of the forest, and uh, and also then seeing the areas of national parks. And I remember visiting Costa Rica once uh, Tortuguera in the in the north. And uh, they were, it looked amazing, but they were actually telling me it's second, you know, generation. It's not original, um, but it looks pretty original. So this this resilience, this healing, if you like, and, and being witness to that is so important in our work because there was so much devastation. And exactly. I love the idea of if you go on holiday, try and connect it to, or, or, you know, I yesterday I was walking the beach and somebody was, you know, just picking you know, the dirt of the, um, and the garbage of the beach, you know, yeah. but also if you travel in what way can you make a difference as well as uh, uh-huh. enjoying yourself? That's a really great combination. So everybody, if you're listening, you know, the next time you're going somewhere, whether it's local or global. Um, yeah. Think about what difference can you make when you go there? So, and you, you know, you've shared quite a bit of stories of the zoo and, know also the conservation and and you're clearly very interested in primates but i've been to mulu zoo a few times and there's definitely a lot more and different species than primates so if you haven't visited, you're right yeah check out uh, mulu zoo there will be a link with this podcast there's lots of different animals and lots of different projects and um yeah so but of course we also want to hear about your book which is about primates um let's save primates i'm not sure Exactly. exactly.
0: It's like, yeah. say, primates together.
1: Yes. Yeah, I think so. My, my uh, French is a little rusty. But um, yeah, so l- tell us more about uh, your book and, and please also share with us the French title because the book is in French.
0: Yeah, this is the first time that a, a book in French is written about primates, but not only apes, all the primates. It's uh, Sauvons les primates. So a um, fight for this uh, title because the, the editor was not very happy at the beginning. Was a, The sense was not very understandable. And they want to say, save our cousin, the primates, say our, our brother, the primates. Uh, and I say, no, let's save the primates together because uh, the book is, uh, is dedicated to, um, well, it's targeted to, 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 to of course, people uh, we are, have interest in primates, but also in conservation. And um, uh, it could be for uh, vet students, for biology students, for zoologist, zoologist students. Could be for general public too, because it's a very beautiful book. Uh, my friend uh, Jean uh, wallen Schneider, the artist who made the, the drawing, I will explain at the end how we, we did de- how we do that. Um, uh, put a lot of emotion. And uh, um, uh, it was the reflex of our discussion. So um, this book is just a beautiful object, and um, and you can understand and you can read on the, on the different. You don't need to read from the first word to the last word to understand. The idea was to share my my own experience, my own passion um, to the general public. Without forgetting to give references, so there is four hundred references, scientific references. Everything said and written is evidence based, which is very important today. I think to just push, put the, the, the facts on the on the table. And uh, my, my my other uh, uh, wishes um, is also to give um, libre arbitre. I don't know. I would say let the, the the people think what they want to think to think, but with the facts, you know? So it's not a, you have to do that. It's just, you have to see there is some threats, some uh, uh, population declining, some uh, um, local communities uh, starving, um, and you are in part responsible of that because of imported deforestation. So what I propose to you is that looking at these facts, you can do some things. Maybe you can, or maybe you don't want. But just buying a, an electric car, a Tesla, uh, for your life is not sufficient. I mean, this is one of the <laughs> examples I use. Yes, and, uh,
1: maybe maybe you can talk to us a little bit, because maybe, you know, for people listening and no. maybe deforestation is is kind of new. Like, obviously, trees are coming down, but okay. I mean, what, what does it mean? And also, in what ways does it affect? Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. Here first something. part of the book yeah the first part of the book is is about threat and everyone knows today the threats because every morning you hear at uh, uh, the news uh, on on newspaper on on the tv on your on your uh, tabs you can you hear every time you can read every time climate change hurricanes uh, um uh, the declining of population, uh, WWF uh, living planets uh, uh, index and so on. So you know that there is a problem around, you know, the biodiversity crisis, the fixed mass extinction, the, um, um, the fact that this is due to humans, everybody today know They cannot ignore it. But you're right, they don't know exactly what it means. What is deforestation? It's cutting trees to, to make a... a uh, specific houses, or to uh, to to burn the trees, to what for? Deforestation is there is two main uh, um, two main uh, forces in deforestation. The first one is very linked to European, North American, and Chinese citizens' consumption. It's about industrial uh, uh, production of uh, soja, soya. Yeah. Uh, I would say, in English, soja. There is no, it's not soja.
1: Uh, soy, yeah, soybean. Soy, yeah. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Yeah, soybean. Yeah, but we, we like the French. Uh, okay, soja. We're definitely leaving
0: it in there. So soja, and on the, on the other side, um, uh, other um, uh, oil, such uh, for example, palm So the two, the three main countries where there is the, the massive deforestation about industrial is uh, um, Brazil to produ- produce uh, soja in order to feed our cows in order for us to eat meat, that's uh, direct linked. It's 80% of the deforestation that European citizens import, not the Europe. But the, 80% is about meat, is about soja. So when you know that, and you, you have seen the, the devastation, you have to open your mind to, to change your behavior in consumption of, of meat. You can eat, you can be vegetarian, which is very good, thank you very much, then you will decrease your impact for one um, um, from one to three so it's a very very large factor and you you don't want to, to avoid meat but you want to eat meat please eat meat from the local community here in, around your your village and not uh, coming from uh, sometimes in supermarket. you have a, a french french bow french code you know uh, killed in france uh, prepared in, in, in the Netherlands and come back in France to be sold, to be sold that's that's a nonsense I mean we have to change that and I think that I don't want to to culpabilize people you are not guilty but not today I give you the facts so you change or you don't change you do what you want but you have the facts and it's not difficult to change what I say one fact if you just decided to reduce in France to reduce to your meat consumption of by 6 steaks it's a part of the meat in you know, part of the of the leg of the of the cow uh, 6 means uh, uh, i think it's um, it's about 1 kilograms a year but we're 66 million 66 million people eating less 1 kilograms. it make 200,000 less uh, cows and, and then uh, the same amount of soja that we're not going to import and so the, the, I think the, the, the chain the, the, the it's easy and it's cheap to change. It's not difficult. You just have to know what to do. And at the end of my book, this is the conclusion, sorry. <laughs> at the end of my book, the, the, the conclusion is, is it's called change. We have to change, but everyone, everyone, not only the consumers, also the local communities, Because the other threats and deforestation, the other uh, forces is because of people starving. You know, there is more and more people on Earth. We are three times more than uh, in the 50s. We are almost uh, 7.7 billion people on on, on Earth. And we are going to be in 30 years uh, um, around 10 or 11 billions. So um, we need to feed everyone. And to feed everyone, when you are in a village... You have a big family. Uh, you have the possibility to cut trees just to uh, cook your rice. That's, that's the, the main source of deforestation in uh, in Madagascar. Is just to cook the rice for the for the night. You know, so they they need trees because they don't have other uh, energetic uh, sources. They don't have uh, electricity or gas, so they use trees. And, uh, but again, in Madagascar, there are 25 or 26 million people today. There were 2 million 50 years ago. So 10, 10, 10 times more today. So it's not sustainable. So the people need resources. The, the, the resources from the forest is a need for people. And we cannot say from our chair here in Europe, oh, you have to stop uh, using the forest. No, we cannot say that because they need it. It's a fact. And because they need it, they have to know that this is not sustainable and they have to change you know, the way to use it. It is not so difficult, again, if they, co- if they go back on how they did in the past. It's what we call acroecology or agroforestry When you use a tree, not like uh, just a resources, but a, a helper, uh, uh, the tree helps you to, to rise uh, uh, other several other shrubs, other fruits. And then um, you, you don't have one species in your, in your fields, but you have several species in your field and you are in the middle of the forest. And they did like that before. But because of the general way of uh, change in, in the global you know, capitalism and, and the way to think about money, then they, they come back to productivity. We don't need productivity in that, in that sense. We need welfare human well-being. And the UN well-being is the new index we have to, to put on the on the on the on the conservation. Uh, so I want also a change in the conservation. I want decolonized conservation. Today we have to listen about people on the field, people, local community working. When you go to a national park and, and you're you, you risk your life because you cut a tree or because you, you just take a fruit to 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 give food to your family is not is not fair. It, you are part of, and, and the guy who is going to shot you is a uh, is a South African. <laughs> He's not from the country. The the, the the world is going very very mad in that sense, crazy. So, uh, the way we're watching national park is changing today. Avler, uh, I've, I've um, read different reports and is changing. The inclusion and the fact that the governance of the different uh, um, uh, national park must include the local community as part of the, of the stakeholders and not exclude them from the national park is very important. Of course, national park is a, is a key. You cannot stop the fire of a forest with words, you know. So is a key in Madagascar when you, he saved the, the, the mountain gorillas. Viringa National Park saved the mountain gorillas. It's, it's a fact and it's very good. But on the other hand, is it sustainable? We have seen with the COVID crisis, all the finances going to the conservation from Northern countries to Southern countries, for some of them stopped because there was no money anymore. And then what happened? In different places, rangers have been killed. Um, You have people in Madagascar, they they took their chance to cut a tree that they would never, never did it before. But they took the chance because there were nobody to, to look at them. So um, today, current uh, fatsika National Park has burned. For one third, it was uh, one of the g- jewels of uh, of the conservation in Madagascar. It's uh, it's terrible. So uh, we have to change because what we did in the past is uh, we did something. We I don't like to hear younger people say you you, you did. A, you didn't do anything to help nature It's not true. We did things, but we have to do it today. We have to do it differently and we have to do it massively more, massively more. We have to do more and more to protect biodiversity. And um, my example with primates is uh, is about, for example, um, um, I have a lot of hope because I, I believe in local communities. When you see in Ecuador in Peru, in Colombia, there are, the people are gathering together to create what they, they say um, it's a confesión para conservación. Uh, it's um, it, it's uh, they have their own lands and they they ask for the for the state to um, they follow uh, guidelines, and uh, they can use the resources, but in the way it is sustainable. And then they have a special statue called confesión para conservación. It's a conservation concession, I don't know what so translation, um, not so good, but everybody understand. And then this change is very important because it's like a privatization uh, uh, of the forest. And it is sustainable because the people there uh, um, must follow the guidelines. They must be sustainable. And there is evaluation and controlled by university, but national university, not WCS, not uh, WWF. National university coming to control it and uh, everybody involved, every stakeholder, uh, researchers and uh, farmers, um, um, uh, schools and uh, university governments, uh, everybody is, is, uh, is, is, uh, is involved in, in protecting the forest to give resources to people, but at the same time to protect the, the wildlife inside. So I think this is the future of, of conservation when we include the local communities. So in South Africa, the level of our education is, is good enough to do that. In Madagascar, we have a long way long way to, to, to succeed, of course. Uh, but for example, um, um, uh, community based conservation is uh, more and more developed now in, in Africa. In every Coast or in Ghana, you have the CREMA in Ghana or the the, the work that uh, Inzakoni is doing with uh, protecting the forest of Tanwe, where this is the last forest of the most endangered primates, Holloway Monkey. He did it because uh, 40, uh, 15 years ago, miruzu paid for his, uh, his studies. And then he became PhD and then uh, now he's professor. And he's managing one of the biggest uh, center of conservation and, and research in primatology. So it's very important to always remember that um, we, we have to help nationals. We have to help local communities because this is the future of, uh, of the area. And doing that without changing our own behavior is um, is a nonsense, So, so.
1: Absolutely, yeah. I mean, there's like this red thread and red is a very dominant color in your book also, but there's yeah. this red thread of connection, right? So understanding, What is deforestation or, you know, um, climate change? And really, what is my part in that? When I eat meat or, you know, five years ago, we presented on eating to save wildlife. And it was, Mm -hmm. you know, that same sort of concept of becoming aware of what you buy when you eat, but also the table. Is it hardwood from the Amazon? Or is it, you know, local, you know, all those sorts of things. And can you eat local and um, and of course, think global. And very much indeed, in what way are other peoples affected by the choices that you make, many many thousands of kilometers away? So um, and this constant need for collaboration and cooperation um, from the local people and from you know us traveling and coming in from the outside. So that's just uh, really really important. Yeah, thanks for sharing that. Can you tell us a little bit more about? You know some of the subsections in your book. What sort of uh, topics are you covering, and in what ways um, are you uh, sharing your stories?
0: Yeah, so the the first the first um, the first part is about the diversity of primates. You know, it's one of the most diverse taxon. So, and uh, what about their biology? It's very generalist, and uh, um, um, I'm not a specialist on that. So, uh, I took a lot of time to to read, and. Um, But uh, it allows us to understand why it is important not to save only chimps, gorillas, orangutans, but also slow lorries, also tarsiers, also uh, lemurs, also um, um, tamarins, capuchins, because there is a strong bias in the researches, in in money invested for conservation, in, in, in the media, uh, uh, towards our more close relatives, which is which, uh, who are vulnerable teams and the ranks. And uh, it's not that I don't want uh, to speak about them, but I try to avoid <laughs> to speak about them. Broadway um, monkey is the most endangered primate in Africa. We are not talking about him. When we rediscovered the blue-eyed lemur, black lemur in, um, in Madagascar, it was in 84. Uh, we were talking in '84. We were talking about the death and the tragic death of uh, of uh, uh, um, Jan Fosse for the gorillas, you know. Um, so um, it's not chimps are our close relative. We have to save them, and the others are just, you know, some strange animals making some uh, uh, special displays with their face. I think it's it's, it's unfair on the on on, the, and I wanted to. To, to reestablish the, the, the balance. So there is 172 species of primates seated in the book. It's a very important for me because, uh, because every time you save a primate, you save the biodiversity. So it, it says, uh, all the primates are umbrella spaces in terms of conservation, of course. And so um, uh, um, um, I try also to uh, gather more uh, programs at first, Uh, I visit myself, but also other programs. And um, I'm not talking so much about the big, big NGO like WWF or WCS or FFI, um, but more the small initiatives linked to the local communities or the national park uh, with the conflicts that you can have. Um, So this is the second part is about threats, so deforestation, traffic, uh, but climate change. Did you know that uh, uh, there is a fantastic uh, um, um, evaluation on, on the effect of uh, hurricanes on a population of owl and monkey? I, was, uh, I didn't know. and It was very good. This, uh, this paper is, is perfect to understand what climate change is doing on primate population. Because in the first year, uh, only 20% of the, the primates die because of the hurricane. But the, 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 the second, third and fourth year after the hurricanes, it's 90% of the population declining because there is no food anymore. And, and nobody care about it. They say, oh, it's okay. The impact is minimum for the population, just 20%. No, 80%. And just imagine that because of the, um, uh, of the frequency um, uh, increasing because of climate change of the hurricanes, you know, the, the frequency increased. If four years after, there is again a uh, hurricane, this is the end of the species. And I was thinking about this, not all a monkey, but blue-eyed black lemur. There is was in small place, two, less than 2,000 animal in a small place in the peninsula in, in Northwest Madagascar. We have hurricanes every 10 years. But if we have hurricanes every five years, this is the end of the population. So. Uh, understand these facts is very important. So I give this kind of uh, tricks and, and papers to highlight the same thing for uh, uh, yellow fever and Ebola disease on impacts on population. We have numbers today, and the 2 third of the of the book, this is all almost all the book is about solution, about hope, about exactly what, yeah what work what is working today, and how we can all. Uh, uh, invest time and not so much to change the things. So um, I was very happy to, to see what have been done in the past, which is not so bad. You know, the, the Rio summit the, 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 is not so bad. It's, it's international. There was 184 countries signed the, 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 the parties of the convention. This is not nothing. This is very important. Of course, it's difficult. Of course, they are very late. Of course, they don't do enough, but at least all the, all the Earth agree on the fact that there is a, a biodiversity crisis and we have to do something. Well, all my book is, is just before the Trump and Bolsonaro area. You know, the, the, this era is, uh, is, uh, is like um, um, a black hole, you know, <laughs> everything disappeared on that period, but... Uh, um, so um, internationally and, and nationally, you cited the, uh, Costa Rica is a very good example of what a, a nation uh, um, can do for, for her forest. But Gabon also is going to, to put in the FFC certification uh, two-thirds of his forest. So it is, they are going to use the forest. They, they say we are going to use the forest. But in FFC, which is not nothing because FFC or P, PEFC in French, a very, very good certification process. And uh, and we need it today uh, to, to guarantee the use of the resources by locals, but also Europeans or others. And the fact that the forest can go on to, to, to live, and, um, and on the solution also, I, I, I liked the importance of the local communities as I already mentioned. And one part, one chapter is, is dedicated to zoos. Nobody knows, in French, but I, th- I think in other countries what zoos are doing for rolloe monkey, blue-eyed black lemur, gibbons. The fact that they participated, we participated, I participated to the global strategy of, of, of preservation of these species. And if it's not the zoos, we are going to, who is going to talk about? Who? Nobody is talking about gibbons or rolloe monkey, only zoos. So if today there is rolloe monkey, in the wild, blue-eyed black lemur, einan gibbons. It's because there are zoos today that 10 years, 15, 30 years for the blue-eyed black lemur, they decided to protect it, protect the species. It's, it's, it's the 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 result of the zoo's activities. So oh, it's a very small scale activities. But it's very important because um, we are not talking about gorillas or chimps. We're talking about species that nobody cares. Um, and they are part of the biodiversity and uh, we cannot save everything in zoos, definitely. We are not Noah's Ark, it doesn't exist for me. So it's, it's a myth, it doesn't exist in zoos. But the species we have today in our zoos, they need us. They need us in the wild and they need us in the, in the zoos. In the zoos it's very important that daily we're, we're just managing and, and think about welfare. This is the first thing we have to think everybody involved, not only the vet and the, the, the keeper, but everybody. And the second thing is that what these ambassadors can do and what we can do for the, for the, for the rest of the population in the wild. And so education, research, funding, um, reintroduction, I'm going to talk it about later, but they are very important to, uh, to, to make this Almost all the, all the projects are very linked in a way or another with, with the zoo. So just imagine that there is no zoos. This project just crashed down. They cannot go on because every zoo is giving a small amount. Well, I say a small amount. Just imagine Durel. Durel is, a, is, a, is a all, all dedicated to conservation. So we can say that all the budget of Dural is dedicated cons- to conservation. And uh, we don't have the, the right, I, I gave the number also. So for example, to be to be clear, there is 20,000 primates in European zoos. Um, to be clear, there is a uh, 400 uh, gibbons uh, under care uh, in European zoos, in ESA zoos, in progressive zoos. And um, um, it's also the, the fact that uh, Today, to conservation is very useful and is managed by uh, um, a regional association, which, which is, um, I'm committed in, it, so I cannot say it's not good, but it's very good. Um, uh, people dedicated to conservation, it is a conservation NGO definitely, um, and represents zoos in different uh, um, area or political area. So. Um, I'm very proud to be secretary of this association. I'm very proud of the collaboration we have met. It's uh, could you imagine the time we are spending? I'm, um, I calculated I coordinated um, uh, ten student books from Spider Monkey to Roadaway Monkey. Uh, how many hours I spent on this on this fucking student book <laughs> to make them clear and okay without be paid? it's only um, uh, free of charge. Nobody is paying except the zoos. So this work, it's, it's a very big amount of work. Um, today, as uh, is um, the result of this work is that we are participating to the global strategy uh, through the regional collection plan, the long-term management plan of our spaces, which spaces we're going to keep in our zoos, that could have an impact for the, for the future, as an insurance role for the future, if we need to reintroduce in the future. But today, if there is a, a source role, um, look at the bee or, or, or the rural monkey. We are very almost at the moment that we need to reintroduce. So um, we are working on that. And, uh, and of course, the education role, or again, the funding role. Because if we can send money to the blue-eyed black lemurs, because the, we are holding blue-eyed black lemur, and we can say to people, give money for this species. So, um, the importance of, of of the zoos is uh, is um, is is not uh, useless. It's very important. And uh, I give facts on primates um, and um, how it is managed by ESA, and uh, and 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 then at the end I say that. All the in-field field program, in-situ conservation program I, I was talking about, they are more or less linked to the zoos, and some of them would not exist without zoos. So, of course, when I'm talking about conservation and saving primates, it's, it's more about us and about uh, what we can do on the field, but zoos are, are playing a, a very important role.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. And, and again, it's just uh, everything, again, is connected, right? It's about yep. bigger organizations, smaller organizations. And luckily, you know, not every everything uh, disappeared in the black hole. And, you know, <laughs> um, and luckily there are a lot of people like you and many others who dedicate countless hours and um, working and also like, you know, bringing to the, the balance the other animals that maybe don't get necessarily the spotlight uh, on social media or, or you yeah. know getting the funding so that that is really yeah so important to do and and I think the the other aspect is then to look you know at in what ways can we you talk very much about solutions and coming up with how can we make a change and also how can we balance those biases in funding, for example, in zoos, mm-hmm. you know, together with sanctuaries, wildlife centers and so many others, you know, all playing a role in, in making a difference. So yeah. And, you know, we're almost we the to... same.
0: Yeah. What I said is that we are the same rescue yeah. center in zoo is the same. We are animal under our care.
1: Yes. Yeah. In, in a way. Yeah. That could be a topic for a whole new podcast. Right? <laughs> Yes, absolutely. So uh, I I completely agree in the sense that we, you know, we have the animals in our care, we want to make sure they have the best well being. And zoos do, you know, uh, rescue animals uh, from all kinds of places where, you know, animals are not well, excuse me, or You know, take in animals that are being confiscated, depending on where you are in the geographical world or near an airport. Um, So, yeah, there's lots of things there, but uh, definitely. So before we, you know, come to like a last story, I would love to hear more. Like in, in Animal Concepts, we work a lot with all kinds of artists, people doing music around you know nature and animals and our connection with other beings and drawings and so on and and one of the reasons i invited you for this podcast is because i really love the art that is associated uh, with the book you know it's just great visuals even if you you know even if you're not french you can't read it it's just beautiful to look at all the yeah. stories from the wild including you know animals in in human care in different settings so can you tell us a little bit more about the collaboration with the artists and how you came Yeah, to...
0: yeah so Jean is uh, Jean Volentz schneider is uh, is an artist and he worked um, uh, with me 10 years ago to um, um he, he produced, uh, he's a designer and uh he produced the uh, the new logo of the zoo so your tree and the zoo uh, Miluzasas and uh, in the tree, there is different spaces in it, if you look very carefully. And this artist is very connected to, um, to the wild. He's, um, he's living almost in the wild, you know, in the far, far in the, in the valley or into the mountain. And um, uh, we always kept contact because we like each other. And uh, we have some good bottle of wine drinking together and so on. It's always about wine in France. And, and then um, um, I, I was sp- speaking, a, we were at a dinner and I was speaking about my book and uh, that makes five years I wanted to, do a book, to write a book. So. But I need somebody, a catalyst, you know, somebody necessary to, to tell me, please do the things. And he uh, said, oh, um, uh, you are writing a book on primates, it's fantastic and so on. Uh, and he said, well, for my part, I'm trying to go back to drawing because uh, uh, as a designer, it uh, um, was okay, but he wanted to go back to the, the real drawing with, uh, with uh, um, I don't know the name in, um, in, in English, sorry, it's, uh, uh, with a... Uh, uh, crayon mm-hmm. We have pencils. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and I say, well, well why, why don't we do the, the book together? And I say, oh, that would be fantastic. I, I could make some drawing for the for director of the zoo and so on. So yes. Let's let's see. And uh, it took two years, so very long. Two years before the, um, uh, another dinner, we say we have to go. So uh, let's go for a new catalyst and ask for an ed- editor. And I have to say that the artist Jean and the editor is uh, uh, um, are also very important for the book because um, uh, Gwendoline Blanchard, the editor of the book, and Belin Edition Edition. Um, um, give their confidence to us they trust us at the beginning we nothing was written nothing was drawn, drawn you know so there is nothing and the same time I was reading um he he came back to drawing so we were discussing working and um, um, I, I explained what I wanted to, to write in the next chapter say, so he took some movies and, and picture of different species of, of primates. I gave him a handbook of primates because he didn't know any species I was talking about. And he, make, he made his own research on movement. So what, what is very emotional you know, in his drawing is uh, the color he used first because he gave the, the third dimension. We have the impression that they are in third dimension. And the other thing is that Ozzy is about movement. The first rows were, were about just uh, the face of a primate. No, 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 no. Primate is part of the ecosystem. So you have to see on, on branches grasping, interacting with, with congeners or, or with other species. You, you cannot just draw a face of primates. Doesn't, doesn't work. And it's not a naturalistic book. It's a, it's a book of uh, conservation. And then he found the, the, the right way and um, and it touched me so so deep with one of the drawings, with the Bonobos. Because we were talking about my, my first encounter with a nest-to-nest, nest, you know, uh, um, journey with, with them, with the Bonobos in the batake. And uh, he, he just draw what I see without photos. And uh, said, wow, how could you do that? So yes, I think you're right. Um, art is very important to... to, to to, to push on emotion and to, to give uh, different um, point of view. It's not the scientific point of view, it's not arguments, it's not facts. It's something that is um, is over us. It's um, a spiritual, it's um, um, uh, about emotion and it's touching more people than every fact. You know? So, uh, w- one philosopher say in France that in, in French, um, um, protege la nature parce que l'aimez. so uh, you first protect nature because you love nature and because it is beautiful so what is beautiful you want to protect it and um, this is not only French or our friends you know everywhere in the world people say the same thing I love I protect so he put the love in the book with this uh, drawing
1: he absolutely did yeah I really Yeah, I was just taken, I was so glad to receive the book and go through it. And like you say, it it comes alive from the page just, uh, and it has, yeah, the motion, the emotion, it's really beautiful. So uh, even if you're, you know, you don't understand French, I highly recommend, you know, just for the visuals and, uh, and it's a good reason to uh, learn a little bit more French because clearly uh, there's a lot uh, going on
0: you will miss uh, humor uh, because uh, i made yeah. a lot of jokes <laughs> especially in titles so you will lose it but uh, or if you like also uh, rock music because i put a lot of uh, different uh, um, groups uh, i in, yeah. in the book
1: exactly exactly and and that's often kind of the the You know, if you understand the humor, then they say you've kind of mastered the language, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, but uh, yeah, and I love that sort of blend of all the different arts. And like you say, you know, we, and so many others have said uh, before us, uh, we do need to touch hearts, you know, to change minds, to change behavior. So uh, that. That uh, combination is just wonderful. So, Brice, it was really wonderful, and I would love to conclude with a with a story, something that's close to your heart, perhaps a call to action, whatever you like. So, the floor is yours for a last story.
0: Uh, first, thank you very much for welcoming me, and I'm I'm very I was very pleased to be here. And uh, yeah, it's the call for action. It's a call for action in uh, um, um, easy, cheap, and interesting things is about uh, meat consumption, because this is the main things, I think. Um, we have to reduce our consumption of meat, whatever is uh, the future of, uh, of our planet. And uh, first, to give more space to 1,000 countries, and second, to reduce our uh, impact on, on the forest. So the call for action is just reduce your meat. Don't eat meat once a week, maybe if you don't want to stop or stop eating meat and look at what you are buying. Look, just look, just look at what you are buying. It's so easy to to see that it's sometimes very, very far from the marketing uh, you have on the on the paper of uh, of the of the packaging. So um, the call for action is just this. And I think it will be the most important impact for forest.
1: Absolutely. It's still completely mind boggling, but at the same time, we all know about the power of the World Trade Organization that the inconvenient truth did not include, you know, any reference to this, right? So that was very inconvenient, but uh, thank you so much for sharing that. And I completely, you know, I'm on board, um, you know, with that, try and do whatever you can. There is this book, Eating Animals by uh, Jonathan Safar Fauer, and he talks about how hard it sometimes can be. He really talks through his, you know, battles also because meat tastes great. So it's kind of hard, right? He talks about being slaves of our taste buds and it's kind of hard to stop. And so, you know, you know, Beyond Meat and there's lots of other you know, organizations that are working in because we understand the importance of, you know, tastes and, and pleasure. And you talked about wine and there's food and, you know, okay. so there, there, are, there are organizations that are coming up with alternatives, especially for those who really like the texture. So, but there's always something you can do. And that's certainly been a red thread through the whole podcast. It's uh, not just about facts, but it's really about action and coming in action. And uh, and um, you know the the movement and motivation and so I think that's just really wonderful. So thank you so much, Bernice, for coming and talking to us about you know love okay. and connection and making a change and being an actor. And um, yeah, if you're listening to this, you know check out his book and of course also follow the work of Munuzu and and other activities that uh, both to zoo but also to a border extent are doing in the community. Thanks so much, Brice.
0: Merci beaucoup et à très vite.
1: Oui, à très vite. Merci.